You're listening to the Amateur Tarot Pod. Originally recorded starting at the end of 2016, there's a lot of growth to be found in the production quality and in the confidence and skill sets of your hosts. Please note that any phone numbers, emails, or social accounts are no longer active. You can contact the creators of the show by reaching out to brian at zenironman.com. Hey, welcome to Amateur Tarot Pod, the only podcast where two non-mystical hosts use the power of the tarot to answer your burning questions. Brian, happy Thanksgiving. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to you, Ben. That doubled as our host introduction. Yeah, look at that. How clever. You did that. Two birds, one stone. Two turkeys, one stuffing. That started off strong, and I don't know if you nailed the finish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I... We'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. We'll circle back on that. So let's talk about this, Brian, to to start our Thanksgiving episode. And that is that I saw an article that there was a poll about when it's acceptable to listen to Christmas music. And before I get to the results of the poll, when do you think it's acceptable to start listening to Christmas music? I think that the social contract says that after Thanksgiving. Brian, I would agree with that. But a full 18% of people say it's fine to start listening to Christmas music before Thanksgiving. I guess whenever. Yeah. Do you know where I heard Christmas music the other day? Where did you hear it? Starbucks. And I know that Starbucks is a leader in the war on Christmas, which I fully support, whatever. Uh, But the music that they picked, they had like a one hour playlist because I was there for two hours. Same songs. And I heard the same songs. Was it just a Michael Buble CD? No, it wasn't. Okay. I just... I just think it's unconscionable that 18% of people, I don't really know the math on that. I guess if you assume there are 300 million Americans, which I think is a thing, uh, 10, 10% of that is, uh, 30 million, 30 million, 20% is 60 million, 60 million people, a little back of the napkin math there, 60 million people think it's acceptable to listen to Christmas music whenever the hell they want. Yeah. That's insane. It's, I mean, if it was like 5%, I wouldn't have brought this poll up, but this North Pole. Yes. Haha, made up for the turkey. There you go. That was good. You nailed that one. I mean, there was that study like however long ago that 7% of Americans think chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Whatever. You can get 7% of people to say anything, but but 18%? That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. One in five, essentially. Here's the good news. Uh, when our next podcast drops next week, you can listen to as much Christmas music as you want. We won't get on your case. Sure. And depending on when you're listening to this, maybe you're listening to it on the way to your family's house. Great point. Or on the way home from it. If you're on the way home, drive safely. I know like the past three or four years, there's been uh, snowstorms on during Thanksgiving dinner. And just be careful. You know, you say that, and I think you need to bind that by a geography. Like we're sitting here in St. Louis, but you know, there are people to listen to this podcast in like Maine. There might be a snowstorm every Thanksgiving up there. That's true. So, And other people in Texas are listening to this and they're like, what snow? There was a snowstorm in Texas, what, four years ago, five years ago, over Thanksgiving time. And you want to sell me on global warming. <laughs> this is a very political episode. Seriously. All right, Brian. We have not actually set up the show. You know, this isn't just a podcast where we ran about Christmas music. 
No, but it will quickly become a podcast where we only rant about Christmas. Yeah, music. the next four weeks or so. I love Christmas music. How? What's your what's your take on Christmas? Music? I do like Christmas music. Okay, to an extent. Yeah, yeah hot I mean, takes from hot takes. Yeah, I like it. I don't not too much. I don't want to overdo it. You know. But it's just a nice little seasoning on the season at the end of the year. I used to make a Christmas mix CD every year. Oh, really? Yeah. What I was love on it? Christmas music. Just like whatever. Uh, yeah. Different covers of Christmas songs, unique hot takes on Christmas songs. And then, uh, shockingly, Harry Potter music and uh, I don't know, just different things that you may not hear all the time. And usually something by the Muppets and something by the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. See, I have to... Uh, drive my grandparents to my parents' house every Christmas and or not every Christmas, I'm sorry, every Thanksgiving. And I don't know, I don't really feel like I should listen to podcasts with my grandparents in the car. So normally we put on Christmas music and that's a nice way to pass the time. Yeah. Also, sometimes if I'm reading in the same room that uh, my fiance is watching TV, I'll listen to music and I normally listen to classical music because that's not too distracting. But around the holidays, I'll listen to the Christmas classical station. You listen to Christmas music while you're reading? Yeah, but like classical Christmas music. So it's just like, you know, strings and stuff. Huh. How do you keep from singing the words in your head? That's a problem for me whenever I'm reading or hmm. writing. And I don't know if you guys can hear it, but there's a baby screaming in the background right now. And there's nothing I'm going to do about it. Well, what I'm going to do about it is I'm going to try to cover it up with explaining to you what this show is besides music talk. Uh, it's a show where we, two non-mystical hosts, use the power of tarot to answer your burning questions. I did say that. I know you said that, but that was five minutes ago. And okay. people might have forgotten. They might have thought, what podcast is this? They might not even know where they are right now. They might be in a Thanksgiving food coma and hardly remember what day it is. And if you are, congratulations. You did it. So on this show, we answer your questions with the tarot, and we do it in a really easy way. We read your question, then we talk for about five minutes about uh, <laughs> asinine bull****, and then we flip over three cards that represent the past, the present, and the future. And at the end of that, you should have some advice that's definitely going to happen to you if you take our advice. 100% money back guarantee. And then after all that, we normally flip over a card from another deck, and it's a piece of advice for everybody. You know, one card that's going to get you through the week. That is a good summation of what we do Almost every single week, Ben. Almost. But this week is Thanksgiving week. And so we are going to dive into the gluttony aspect of the holiday. And I have a special new deck. It's an extra special episode, really. It is. It's if this was an 80s TV show, there would be like nice piano music playing in the background of this part right now. Instead, we have a baby crying. Yeah, we have. Which I feel like is a great metaphor for this show. The more I think about it. <laughs> so tell them what we have. Uh, we have a deck called the Food Fortunes deck. And Ben, tell them all about the Food Fortunes wait, deck. Wait, before I tell them about the Food Fortunes deck, shouldn't we be doing that in Queerance Corner? You know, everything in its proper place. Okay, yeah. Well, let's uh, flap on over to Queerance Corner. All right, here we are in Queerance Corner. And now, Brian, let's talk about what we've got for him. Yeah, tell them about the Food Fortunes deck. Okay, well, let's... Let's talk about where this all started. This all started with two different people sending in two different food-related questions. At, in the same week. Yeah. So we saw that as, as we do with all things, a sign from, you know. The, the nether. The, the, yeah. And we took it upon ourselves to get an extra special deck to answer this one. Uh, it's called the Food Fortunes Deck. 
And every, I guess, I guess now is the part where I describe the deck. Yep. Every single card in this deck, you know, normally I kind of come in here and I, I just poo poo on my, yes, all my decks on every single deck because they're awful. But this is a deck that, you know, <laughs> I almost want to buy myself because every single card in the deck is a different food item. You have, you have the, the major arcana, which are the, the trumps, which are big food staples like hot dogs and burgers and stuff like that. And then the four suits are the sides, the mains, the sweets and the drinks. Yep. Now the book that comes with this deck, uh, it explicitly advises you not to use this as a, a standard tarot deck. It's it's created to help you decide what to eat at night, which is a, a very clever use. But we're amateurs, and we are just going to go ahead and read this deck like a normal tarot to answer two different food questions today. So here we go. Yep. Our first question comes from Jason, and that question is: Will pumpkin spice flavored items ever die? And we're actually, you know, I know that I set this up as a podcast where we do one thing, but we're about to break the rules and do another thing. This seems like a pretty easy, straightforward question uh, that we're just going to we're just going to flip over one card. We're going to talk about it. And that's going to be the answer for this question. Yeah. Well, first off, I'm just going to say that it is Thanksgiving right now. So pumpkin spice is pretty much dead. Yeah. I mean, soon we're moving into Christmas music and cinnamon and yeah, it's uh, going to be apple spice. Yeah. So. But but in a cosmic sense, like I my advice would be, no, uh, pumpkin spice isn't going to die. It'll be back next year. Yeah, it'll definitely be back. It, it's kind of like Easter for uh, that flavor. Yeah. So are you ready to dive into our one and only card? Let's dive into this card. Flip. And the card is the delicate one. And this comes from the suit of desserts. The seven of desserts. And it is a picture of a deconstructed strawberry shortcake. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was seven strawberries going into a coin purse. (laughs) Well, sure, that makes sense. (laughs) It makes as much sense as a deconstructed strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Oh, I should also note this. Uh, The deck recommends, obviously, that you don't use it as a tarot reading device. And it, it doesn't you know, map out what suits are what. So we've invented what suits are what. Yeah. So we have the... The trump cards are obviously the major arcana. Yeah, the major arcana. And there is a one-to-one correlation as far as how many cards there are and how many there are in each suit. So there's 22 uh, major arcana cards. Then we have the mains. The main courses are coins. Because, uh, you know, coins are all about sustenance and you know having money and comfort like material comforts and that's what main courses do they fill you up make you feel good and then we have sides which we have correlated to wands and that is because sides are an adventure you know like sides can be anything you could have vegetables uh you could have a salad you could have french fries could be a side you could have a dip yeah dip anything can be a side and i always get more excited about the sides than the mains which uh, you know, correlates a, a great deal to the passion and excitement you feel from a wand card. Yeah, the fiery sides. Mm-hmm. And then we have sweets, desserts, which are swords. And that's because swords in a normal tarot deck, the lower sword suits are normally good. And the higher up you go, it gets worse and worse. Swords are obviously double-edged swords. They can be good or bad. And that's kind of how sweets are. Like your first dessert is great and your 10th dessert could kill you. <laughs> And then we have drinks, which we no-brainer gave cups. cups. And I'm not going to explain that. You can figure it out. So 
this seven of sweets we would correlate to a seven of swords. And Brian, and this is why it makes perfect sense that those strawberries are going into a coin purse. Because in a normal deck, the seven of swords shows a man stealing swords. So mm-hmm. I thought this was maybe oh. like cosmically you're smuggling some sweet strawberries away. Oh, and see, I think that that is a perfectly fine explanation. Also, with a deconstructed strawberry shortcake, it's a different way of going about things. It's a different way to do things. Mm-hmm. And that's also what the the Seven of Swords indicates, is mm-hmm. being clever and coming at things from a different angle. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So what does this all have to do with pumpkin spice dying? Well, I would say that one of the main considerations is how you're looking at it. Of course, the concept of pumpkin spice is not going to die. Right. Uh, it's not going to go away. So you have to reframe the question. And Ooh. possibly what you're really asking, Jason, is will we stop being inundated with things that are pumpkin spice flavored anytime soon? And I would say no. We're not going to stop being inundated because people are always going to crave that flavor. People are always going to feel that crisp fall air and they're going to think, "Ooh, I need some nutmeg and pumpkin. Yep. So sorry, Jason. Well, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe he loves it. Yeah. Maybe he's asking, is it ever going to die? Because I don't want it to leave. That's a great point. You know, I didn't think about it that way. So sorry. Or there you go. There you go. All right. Uh, there's probably some sound effect here. Um, or maybe not, you know, cause we never, we never, uh, have a break in the middle of Queerance Corner, but, um, <laughs> now there we are. All right. So now in this other corner of the Queerance Corner, two corners, we have another food question, uh, from Tom. Tom asks, my sister and I are getting together next weekend to make poutine using Raleigh's fries. It's a Canadian dish. It's usually French fries topped with cheese, curds, and gravy. I'd love to know if they're going to be delicious or a disaster. Okay, three things here. Unless you were about to say one thing. I was going to say one thing. My pre-advice is it's going to be delicious. I would imagine. That was kind of going to be one of my things. Uh, And so I'm going to do my things out of order now because I want to jump on what you said, which is I went to Montreal two months ago and I had, I mean, I've had poutine before but like montreal poutine mm-hmm. we had to wait in line for like 45 minutes to get a seat at this restaurant dang and it was delicious it's like the shake shack of poutine it huh? was and it was worth it uh it was so good so it's probably going to be good second uh, i'm kind of working backwards through my things now uh second rally's fries i haven't had rally's fries in a really long time but rally's like, seasons their fries right i think they do yeah so it's just an, a unique and interesting choice and i'm i'm down with it but very specific you know yeah, I think that it's a bold move. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to eat something from Rally's, let it please be the fries. You don't like their burgers? I'm not a huge Rally's or Checkers, depending on where you, are, you are in the country. Yeah. I'm not a huge proponent of their food, but I don't spend a lot of time eating at two in the morning either. Well, <laughs> I've had Rally's a couple times and I've always been I've always been cool with it. Well, I'm happy to be wrong about it. All right. I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade on Rally's or Checkers, depending on where you are in the country. So my third thing, which I'm actually is maybe a better third thing. It was going to be my first thing, but it, it actually works as a better third thing because it's going to be transitional, which is that's the way the cards work. <laughs> we're going to answer this question uh, in our normal way. Three cards, uh, past, present, future. 
using the food deck. Mm-hmm. And let's let's get into it. Oh, okay. I I thought there was going to be more to that. Nope. That was my third thing. And then we're gonna we're that's why I said it was a great transition because we're gonna just get into it. Great. So you think we should just get into it? I do. Are you ready to just get into it and just answer the question? Yes. All right. Should we restate the question? I think people know. Okay. It's the one about poutine. Rallies, fries, or checkers, depending on where you live. And if it's going to be good or not. It's probably going to be good. We think it's going to be good. Flip. All right. We've got a number five in the major arcana. And here it is. Do you want fries with that? Yeah. It's fish and chips. So you do want fries with that. It's the other duo. Yeah. So this is the past card. And uh, it correlates to the Hierophant, which is a card about... Um, authority and order and traditionalism. And I think this is a, a perfect recent past card because, you know, in the past you've been eating normal food that normal people eat, but now, you know, you're getting ready to take a big risk with this poutine. So while you used to be in that mindset of things that are normal foods that are more traditional, you know, not putting gravy and cheese curds into rallies fries, normally you were just eating rallies fries. At normally, or checkers fries, depending on where you are in the country. Normally, uh, now you're ready to expand your mind and break out of this uh, more traditional mindset. You ready to flip over the present card? Yep. Let's do it. Flip. Okay, now we have the 16 of the Major Arcana. This is the Islander. Spam. Spam, except on this card, it's called Meat with, with three E's. E's. And it's floating over what I'm guessing are the Hawaiian islands. It does appear that way. And it's nighttime. It's is it nighttime? Because oh. there's the moon, but there's the sun right there. Man, a lot of crazy things happening in Hawaii. Yeah. And there's a pig flying. A lot going on on this card. And it is number 16. And that's the tower is what it correlates to. So Wow. This card looks way too positive to be the tower. The tower isn't necessarily negative. It just means a big change is a coming. I guess that's true. One that you weren't expecting. Yeah. So that that may not bode well. No, I'm getting nervous. Well, should we keep talking about the meat card or should we go ahead and see what the future? holds? Let's see what the future holds and then we'll we'll put it all together. All right, let's flip it over. Flip. The queen of sides and. Is it a salad? Yeah, it's a big old salad with a crown on top. It is a salad with a crown on top. And so the Queen of Sides is the Queen of Wands, which is, you know, the Queen of Wands is a person, you or a person in your life who uh, doesn't take nothing from nobody. Yeah, she doesn't put up with anything. And she's all about creativity and inspiration. Yeah. And so it's about getting serious with mm-hmm. with your sides. It's about getting serious about what you're doing. And so maybe that's maybe that speaks directly to the tower, to the islander. And you're going to use the rallies fries for this poutine and your poutine is going to turn out differently than you thought it would. Yeah. But you know, I think this is going to be the spark of inspiration. I mean, I hate to say this, but Maybe it's not going to be as good as we were so confidently saying, but it's going to force you to get more serious about your poutine game. And the next time you make poutine, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Or it could make you realize that Rally's fries are a great base for other things. Oh, yeah. Leading you to other Rally's fries based snacks. 
So in any case, we recommend doing this for yeah. sure. I think you have to do it. Even if it doesn't turn out like you expected, that's not a reason to not do it. Right. And at the end of the day, you are going to be inspired to do something serious with your sides. Now, if if we had used this deck like we were supposed to use it and we were just turning over these three cards about like what we should eat, I feel like fish and chips, uh, salad and spam would make for a horrible dinner. Yeah, well, the three card reading that they offer would be that you definitely don't do the first one. OK. And then you use the second one and the third one together, I believe. OK, so we could make a spam salad for dinner. Yes. Hmm. That could be interesting. It's kind of like a Rally's Fries poutine. Yeah, it kind of is. Except you have spam in it. Yeah. It's kind of making my mouth water in a bad way. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Maybe we should just leave this all behind. All right. Well, I guess this is the time where we thank both Jason and Tom for their questions. Yep. And then we'll jump back out of Queer Corner. All right, we are out of Queerance Corner, and this is the part of the the show where we move on to the card of the week. All right, so I guess let's jump into the card of the week. Let's do it. And here we are in the card of the week. Yep, and you know what we're going to do, Brian? We're just going to keep on rolling. We're going to keep on rolling with the Food Fortunes deck? Yes, we are. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Every one of us. Five whole Food Fortunes cards. Yes. So uh, let's, let's do it. All right, let's see how this week is going to be. Flip. Oh, my. Ooh, this is a good one. This card is the beginning. And it is a fried egg. It's number zero in the majors, which is the fool. Yep. It's one of our favorites. And an egg really is a great beginning for anything. It's a clean slate that you can do anything with. Yeah, you really can. You can put it on. You can just eat it by itself, obviously. You can put it on top of like... Uh, a bibimbap. Mm-hmm. You can put it on top of a uh, pizza. On a burger. In a salad. Yeah. Not a fried egg normally, but you could. Not normally. I mean, we're making rallies, fries, poutine, and uh, spam salad. You can do anything. Yeah. I bet it would be, if you enjoyed a spam salad, it would be good on a spam salad. It probably would be. I really have to choose my words carefully because it really is making a weird thing happen in my mouth. <laughs> but it's not pleasant. So this week... It's it's a week of new beginnings, you know? It's a week to start over and approach your challenges with a beginner's mindset, you know, with no concern for the consequences. Don't worry about that food coma you're going to be in. Just chow down on your Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, think of your food coma as a hibernation period, and when you wake up on the other side of that, you're refreshed and renewed, and maybe you have a glass of mulled cider and just... Get ready to start everything fresh in the new end of the year. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess now it's time to wrap up our food-filled Thanksgiving episode. All right. Well, we want to thank Tom and we want to thank Jason for their questions. I hope that we were helpful to you. Yep. And we want to thank... The listeners, just everybody listening to this show. We also want to... Do a couple plugs. And I think one thing that we want to plug uh, again is that now we have started writing episode guides. 
Yeah. For like the last 20 ish episodes. We've backfilled and, and filled going forward. So now if you go to our website, amateurtarot.com and you click on episodes, or if you navigate to your show notes and just click the link, you can go to our website and we have pictures of all of the cards that we've used during the week. We have a quick description of the advice we gave links to the decks that we used a little bit of write up about our thoughts about the deck links that we've discussed. Like you can go there to find links to those polls we were talking about. We're putting in the extra legwork so that you can have a broader enjoyment of the show. Yeah. Uh, If you want to be on our show, you can call our number at 314-325-6047. If you want to just send us a question without having your voice appear on the show, you can get us on the website or you can just email us at amateurtarotreading at gmail.com. Tweet us for other things at Tarot Amateur. You can tweet Ben at Making All This Up. You can tweet Brian at Zen Iron Man. And please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. It doesn't hurt you at all. And it does help us. Yeah. And uh, with that, we bid you a happy Thanksgiving. And I'd like to conclude with a short passage from the Food Fortunes booklet. May the chef always respect you. The server never neglect you. Your napkin forever protect you. And the desserts always be buy one, get one free. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, what's the, what's the, uh, you have the Trumps. Yeah. Which are Don, Ivanka, Ivana, Donald. Ugh.